Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yes, hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell for your Thursday morning. It is the 7th of September, 2023. Daniel Pedgrew back with you. Big thanks to Charlie Goodsir. I think we'll have a chat to him in just a second on his performance. Yesterday, we are broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number. You can text 0457-736-736. Big show as always. We will have a chat with Charlie in a second. The tennis going on, the US Open, we'll update you on that. Chris Perkins from America will join us. Part of our chat will be the US Open, but he'll also preview the NFL season that gets underway this weekend. And we are only one sleep away from the NRL finals beginning, the AFL finals beginning tonight. Uh, so looking forward to all of that. Want to hear from you as always, though, on this Thursday morning, one 1170 our open line number, or you can text 0457 736 736. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ream. Yes, except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream, Australia's favourite hot water. Got a couple of things to throw at you shortly, but before that, I just want to say a good morning in the studio with me is Charlie Good. Sir, morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm very well. Uh, firstly, thank you for filling in yesterday. Did you enjoy it? Loved it. Loved every minute of it. And uh, thank you to everyone who sent text messages and mm. gathered. No calls, but that's all right. People are are still probably waking up in the morning. So I reckon you'll be back filling in again for me at some point in the future. Um, Just one thing uh, that came across my desk uh, yesterday, uh, not my actual desk because I wasn't actually in here, but I got reports early on um, about 7, 8 o'clock that something was said during the show. Now, I haven't got it to replay. If I was smart, I probably would have, but we'll save that for when we chat to Matty Cox uh, next week, you have your, well, we normally have a chat. I normally have a chat with Maddie on a Wednesday. Um, now, can you just tell me and everyone uh, who may be tuned in at the moment, how, what you referred to AFL as when you did chat to the great Maddie Cox? Yes. I'd like to preface this by saying mm. Maddie and I were exchanging text messages beforehand just mm. to discuss what we're going to talk about, Good where prep. we wanted the, mm. the chat to go. Mm. And I said, look, mate, I'm a, I'm a massive AFL fan. Mm. So, you know, go to any areas you want and that with, with me. And he said, oh, f- fantastic. Absolutely. Mm. Like, and I said, yeah, it'll be good to chat some proper footy. Mm. That was the private text we were exchanging together. And mm. then I may have accidentally said that on air mm. and realized that, hang on, this isn't a private text message. This is a, a cross and, and people are listening. Going and, out to the world. Yes. And, and uh, you know, everyone picked up on it. Uh, I know mm. that... Uh, our, our good friend and producer of Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, Ben, also picked up on it. Vossie mm. and Brandy picked up on it and mm. uh, started started the Brecky show uh, with that little grab. So mm. I do apologise. It was a slip of the tongue. Mm. I think NRL, AFL, rugby union, NFL, everything is proper footy in mm. my book. Okay. Apology sort of accepted. Well done, Charlie. Well done. Um, just whilst I have you here, one of the questions I'm going to throw out to the listeners on 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170, the AFL final tonight, the NRL finals tomorrow night. 
Um, and this is without notice, so you're going to have to think about this. Do you have a favourite finals moment? Now, you're a bit younger than me. Um, is there, in, and it can be either code or any, anywhere in the world, but let's stick with NRL or AFL, a favourite finals moment, and let's exclude grand finals. So grand finals we'll talk about in a few weeks' time when we get to that. Is there a favourite moment, maybe from your team, maybe not, favourite finals moment that you can remember? That is such a good question. Uh Oh, man. Yeah, that is a question without notice. I'm sort of scrambling for time mm, here. Mm. I'm not sure about like maybe a, a finals moment necessarily, but I think I remember what what I love about the AFL finals and maybe NRL finals too, but the AFL finals is that sitting down and watching a, a neutral game, mm. um, especially when your team didn't make finals. And that was the case in 2015. I, I, I was alone on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. uh, yep. or, ordered some uh, – ordered some Maccas. As you do. Uh, sat in front of my couch and watched an elimination final between the Western Bulldogs and the Adelaide Crows. And that game was played at the MCG. Mm. And this was just one of those classic games, classic finals where it was just back and forth. Momentum was swinging really high score. I think it was 110 to 105 or something, the final score. And it was one of those games that I like to, uh, like to watch where, and I like to describe as, if the game kept going forever and ever, the score would just change... You know, uh, and you wouldn't mind, and you wouldn't mind, and mm. I think, and it's when the when the final siren goes, mm. whoever is leading is just the winner. Mm. Like it, both, neither team deserves to lose. I love, like, obviously you love your team in the finals, and thankfully for the NRL, will both our teams at least for one week will be in the finals, maybe longer. We'll wait and see, but it is always good, either when your team doesn't make the finals, or even when your team is in the finals, sitting down watching a finals match without being nervous about it, because when your team is in a finals match, I think it's very hard to. It's extremely hard to enjoy it, especially week one, if you're in the top four, that's probably not as bad. But once you get to an elimination-style final, which we're seeing four teams in the NRL, four teams in the AFL this weekend, it's very hard to enjoy watching your team go through that. I hate every every minute of it. I'm I'm a terrible fan during the home and away season. I, mm. I, I've gone on record saying I, I hate watching my, my teams play. If I can avoid it, mm. I will, just mm. because I get so nervous and I hate the person that I become. Mm. Finals are a completely different beast. And um, I, I've got another uh, yes. favourite finals moment as well. This was on my, my 18th birthday, actually. Okay. Yep. Uh, and or, Last year. Yep. Yeah. yeah no, not last year. This was <laughs> yeah. in 2016. And yep. it was the prelim final between the Giants mm. and the Bulldogs in the mm. AFL. This is when they went on that magical run, the Bulldogs. Mm. And I remember you know, the party just started and got towards the second half. And everyone was... You know, everyone's just kind of keeping tabs of the game and just having a look. We had it on in the TV. Mm. The second half... All the dads, all my mates and I, mm. about 20 of us, mm. while the whole party was going on yep. in, in the backyard, we're all just parked on the couch, mm. parked on any chair, sitting on the floor, just watching this amazing final. And I think mm. it was just one of, again, it was one of those finals just back and forth. You never knew who was going to win. And yeah. And that goes back to the conversation that was being had, I think, on Tuesday about the Warriors, depending what happens this weekend to them. I would love a Saturday afternoon 4 p.m. game, uh, hopefully nice weather, spring in Sydney, spring in Queensland, and catching up with friends either at the pub or, you know, taking them, bring them around to your place, having a barbecue or whatever. I think that's what finals footy is made for. So Yeah, I, I, I think one of the most underrated fixtures is a is a twilight, yes. like, a, like a Saturday or Sunday twilight game, which is why I love that the NRL has put a game, an elimination final game, the final game of the round, on a Sunday afternoon. Mm. Take note, AFL. I mm. hate a Thursday night final because mm. then on the Sunday, there's nothing. It should be Friday, a qualifying final. Mm. Saturday afternoon, a qualifying final. Saturday night, elimination final. Sunday afternoon, 
elimination final. And we'll talk more about it tomorrow in our preview, but that place... Well, all, I think all the stadiums this weekend in the NRL are going to be rocking, but Newcastle on a Sunday afternoon, hopefully the weather pretty good. Even if it's not, it'll still be rocking. It is going to... Well, it's been sellout after sellout. This one is going to be amazing. It's great. I can't remember a final <laughs> series in the NRL quite like this one where... where it, it, I, I was talking... I think I had a text yesterday. I, I forget who it was from... Um, but they said, oh, what if the Warriors beat the Panthers and throws everyone's predictions out the window? And mm. I was like, that, that's a possibility. That, that could happen. So it's, we, we dive into the great unknown with this the, final series. There's always usually or usually an upset in the first week of the finals. Uh, just before I let you go, here is a text uh, from the Kingswood Welder for you and for me. He says, good morning, young Dan. Uh, in the words of Greta Thunberg, how dare you? Uh, please never leave, leave the keys to the show to Charlie the Fluffer. Never been subjected to so much AFL dribble. Uh, good luck to your roosters, Dad. Thank you. The Kingswood Welder. So that uh, that's a good compliment there from the Kingswood Welder, I think. Thank you, Kingswood Welder. I apologise. We I think Maddie and I may have got carried away with, mm. with our mutual love of, of AFL. I promise next time that I host the show... Mm. Uh, we'll talk about badminton instead, Kingswood yeah. Order. Well, it is summer coming up, so we may have to resort to that at some point. Uh, Charlie, good stuff. You will be back with me tomorrow, and we will preview the NRL. Are you okay to do that? Yeah, uh, some proper footy. Yes, proper footy. Thank you, Charlie. Go and prepare for your Thank wonderful you. role on The Breakfast Show coming up after 6 a.m. with Vossi and Brandy. Charlie, back with me tomorrow. We will preview the first week of the NRL finals. 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line 1300 0111 70 at nine and a half past five. So, yeah, who, well, what is your favourite finals moment? And it can be AFL, but let's stick to NRL. Uh, your favourite finals moment. We'll save grand finals for another time, but your favourite finals moment, there is one that sticks out to me, and I'll tell you about that a little later on if it's not nominated. But your favourite finals moment, it can be from your club. It can be from another club. Uh, it could just be, as Charlie was just saying, watching a neutral final. But your favourite finals moment as we head towards the NRL finals beginning tomorrow night, the AFL finals tonight, your favourite finals moment, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. our open line number, or you can text 0457 736 736. If you do have any questions for Chris Perkins, who we'll have a chat to shortly, uh, get on the text. Uh, we'll fire many questions at him, as many as we can. So if you've got any questions for Chris over in America, get them in now. And another question for you this morning on the eve of the NRL final series, who is going to be the man that breaks open the NRL final series this year? A lot of talk around, of course, Nathan Cleary, uh, clearly at the Penrith Panthers. I, I think a big wild card in this year's final series is Ryan Pappenhausen. Now, we know it seems that he's going to start from the bench uh, for the Storm tomorrow night against the Broncos. But to have someone as fresh as he is, now, I reckon that 99.9% of the NRL uh probably playing with some kind of injury. Now, some we know about in the case of a Kalen Ponger, if Joey Manu plays for the Roosters, we know that. But still, when a player has played most of the season, they're going to have, even if it's just a niggle, Ryan Pappenhausen has played one full game and 18 minutes off the bench. So is he going to be the player that breaks open this final series? Who is going to be the star of the 2023 NRL final series doesn't necessarily mean they're going to take their team all the way to the grand final and premiership glory. They might. But who is going to be the star that breaks open this final series? And you give me a couple if you want. Who do you expect to break open this final series? Uh, might be a surprise player. Might be an obvious one. one 1170 or 0457 736 736. Who breaks open this final series in the NRL?
someone obvious, maybe someone who you might not expect to. We always see every year in an NRL final series, we always see uh, a brilliant story. Someone that we may not expect to do something special. So who breaks open this finals series? And just before a break, just away from the finals for a second, at New St. George Illawarra, coach Shane Flanagan has made his first big move, opting to relocate training to Sydney for the first time in more than a decade. The Dragons have trained permanently in Wollongong in recent seasons with their Cogra home seldom used. But Cogra will now become a fixture for the Dragons playing squad with the whole team to train at the venue at least once a week every Friday during the preseason. They will maintain a presence during the year too. Now, Flanagan wants the Dragons to represent both regions and as the St. George Junior himself is keen for the club to reconnect to the St. George district. He said, let's get back to Cogra. The club is St. George Illawarra. I'm treating it like that through all facets of the club. Sydney-based players will also stay locally to train at least one other time instead of having the need to travel to Wollongong on a full-time basis. Well, I don't think that's a bad idea. From Shane Flanagan, looks like Kyle Flanagan will be heading there too, uh, which is probably no surprise. I think that is a very good idea. And James Tedesco has also said just, uh, and we know he's had an up-and-down year, James Tedesco, just in another news story, and he said he's keen to continue playing state of origin and rep footy. He's not done yet. He's still, he's 30 years old, but he says his body's still feeling good. And he has been in pretty good form, hasn't he, over recent weeks. So interesting to see. We know there's some internationals at the end of this year's rugby league season. I feel if Tedesco is fit and wants to play, uh, he will be there. But uh, there are a lot of other talented fullbacks, firstly for the Australian team. We know Reese Walsh, how good Caelan Ponga has been playing over uh, recent weeks, recent months. So he's going to be tested, and then that's just from an Australian point of view. We know there's a lot of good New South Wales fullbacks as well there pushing on the door if Tedesco does want to either step down or at some stage it will ch- it will have to change. At some stage he will have to move away from that fullback role, captain of New South Wales. I think, though, he will be playing for Australia this year if he wants to and if he is fit and well, but... Gee, Melmaning has a lot of players to choose from. So that's just some of what's on our agenda this morning. 0457 736 736. Uh, six. Medvedev is up against Rublev in the first uh, in the match here at the US Open. And he's taken the first set 6-4. Um, and it is 3-all in at the second set. 6-4 in the first set. Medvedev, second set, 3-all, 30-15. Your finals, uh, favourite final? Finals moments. We're heading into the NRL finals tomorrow night, the AFL finals tonight. What's been your favourite finals moment of all time? You can give me a couple if you want. Of your team, maybe of just a team you were watching at home. Maybe your team wasn't involved in it. But your favourite finals moment. And what player breaks open this year's final series? Who's it going to be? Who is going to stand up and potentially lead their club all the way to grand final day in a few weeks? one 300 one to and Chris Perkins on the other side of this. It's quarter past five. 19 and a half past five. Tradies news in a nutshell to Chris Perkins in America in just a second. Before that, asking you a couple of the questions this morning. Who's going to be the player that breaks open this year's NRL final series? Is there a player that stands out to you? that is going to have a huge final series. 
0457 736 736 or 1300 1170 And your favourite finals moment of all time in the NRL. You, look, you can throw AFL, jolly good, so at us as well. But uh, your favourite finals moment, what stands out? Uh, lots of text coming in. We'll get to a couple now. This one, uh, no name on it, but number ending in 992, says Sonny uh, Bill Williams hit on Joel Clinton versus Bulldogs. Penrith 2004. Yes, at the Sydney Football Stadium. The shoulder charge when it was still allowed uh, to do that. Yeah, great moment. Uh, and this one from Andy. He says, the 2016 uh, prelim watching the Sharks smash the Cowboys. Booked grand final tickets at the 60-minute mark from Andy. Yes, that was a convincing performance. That one was also at the Sydney Football Stadium or Allianz Stadium. And then we know what the Sharks did after that. They went on to win their first competition. Uh, so good text there, Andy. Keep them coming in. There is more. We will get to them. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Who stands up in this year's NRL final series and your favourite football moments, finals moments of all time? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Now, don't forget, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two for America to footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12 and you're in with a chance. Great price. T's and C's apply. 21 and a half past five. Time to do this. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. Keep those texts coming in, though. Favourite finals moments. Who's going to break uh, the finals open this year? And any questions to this next man, Chris Perkins. Morning to you, Chris. Hey, good morning. Can I add my my submission to the list? Uh, you are, you can add whatever you like, Chris. <laughs> well, and, you know, the default would, would obviously be the 2010 AFL Grand mm. Final replay. Mm. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a different direction. Go for it. How about Mason Cox taking a hanger? In the 2018 prelim final, kicked three goals in that game against the Richmond dynasty that Collingwood won by 39 points. Mm. Now, Chris, that is a great nomination. Uh, I like that nomination. We really must get you sitting down this weekend, and I know you're heading back to work, but we really must get you sitting down this weekend and watching some of the NRL finals as well so you can start getting some good moments from the NRL finals as well. Yes. Uh, no, no disputing that. The mm. problem is finding it on my TV. Correct. Well, I, I tell you what, there is an app, uh, which I'll tell you about off air, that you can actually yes. um, watch the NRL on. Um, so you can do that. You could, you could, I think you can get a monthly, for people overseas, you can get a monthly subscription. There you go. The four uh, weeks done and dusted. You don't have to do anything else. Oh, that, that could work. That, that could work. I, I was worried uh Talking about it on air, is it going to be something that uh, is illegal? No, no, it's fairly legal. 100% legal. No, no, 100% legal. I think it's called Watch NRL, uh, NRL, uh, watchnrl.com or something like that. You can get it hey, overseas. Hey, speaking of that, there, there's been an issue at the U.S. Open. Mm. Players trying to watch other players' matches uh, in, in the hotels. Uh, around New York City. Apparently, a lot of them use uh, Charter Spectrum as their paid TV service provider in the hotels. There's a dispute between Spectrum and Disney, which owns ESPN, which carries the U.S. Open. So Ooh. ESPN isn't on uh, 
uh, charter spectrum mm. services right now, and, and it's impacting probably about fifteen about fifteen million customers Ooh. who can't watch ESPN right now. Not good. Not good at all. Speaking of the US Open, Medvedev is in action. We know he played Alex Dimonor the other morning, our time. It was interesting because Dimonor took the first set very, very quickly. Um, and then it all went downhill, unfortunately, for Dimonor Medvedev uh, in four sets. He's taken the first set in this quarterfinal against Rublev, 6-4. It is 4-3. Uh, oh, uh, in fact, he's got the break as well in the second set, Medvedev. So serving to get to 5-3, although he's now facing a break point. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, of course, Novak Djokovic still around. It's very, very interesting as we get towards finals weekend in the US Open. Yeah, it is. Uh, and, you know, last night we had Ben Shelton and Francis Tiafo uh, go at it head to head, a pair of Americans in the quarterfinals. Uh, Tiafo, the 10 seed, these two had never met before mm. in, in any in any tournament. Uh, they meet last night. Uh, Shelton winds up pulling the upset on the 10 seed in four sets. And his reward, uh, a Friday semifinal against, oh, the GOAT. Djokovic. Lucky God, him. You know, may, may God be with him because, uh, or may God have mercy on Ben Shelton because I don't think Novak will. No, and we know uh, Novak yesterday in straight sets, 6 1, 6 4, 6 4 over Fritz. So he is not letting up at all, is he? No, definitely not. Uh, so uh, he is he is on fire, and, and you're on it, you're still on that collision course for a Alcaraz Djokovic final on Sunday at, at Flushing Meadows. So mm. everything goes according to plan. That's exactly what we'll have. I mean, uh, Alcaraz is on court tonight. He's got Alexander Sverev in, in prime time on Arthur Ashe Stadium uh, tonight. Mm. Um, and uh, I think that's right after the, uh, the women's match. Uh, yeah, you've got yeah. the women's uh, quarterfinal uh uh, Vondrasova and Madison Keys. Mm. So Madison Keys, the American number 17 seed. Uh, they're the opening act in prime time at Arthur Ashe tonight. And that women's quarterfinal due to start at 9 a.m. Uh, our time and then uh, the quarterfinal, the men's quarterfinals, uh, quarterfinal after that, whenever that may be around 10, 15 it's scheduled, but I think it'll probably be a bit later uh, than that. So very, very interesting. it was. Yeah, uh, yes, it was. Sabalenka also threw in the women's other quarterfinal overnight, 6-1, 6-4. A question for you, with the US Open, we know when the Australian Open hits town, and look, there are the element of people that don't particularly like tennis, but I think most sports fans, even if they're not in love with tennis, will watch the big Grand Slams, Australian Open, French Open, uh, Wimbledon, the US Open. But we know when the Australian Open hits, and, and obviously more so, I suppose, in Melbourne because it is held there. But it does really capture the whole um, country, really. What happens with the US Open over there? I imagine it's big. Is it as big? Can you compare it to what the Australian Open is like here? I'd say it's similar. I, I'd say the reaction uh, around the U.S. is pretty similar. It does capture some of the attention of the casual sports fan. I'm a I'm a casual tennis fan. You know, I I would be described as one of those who I don't watch a lot of uh, the ATP or WTA tours, uh, the the regular events. But yeah, I watch the majors mm. and the U.S. Open. It, it, it is our Grand Slam. It's held in New York. 
And the crowd is very New York, okay? And you know the reputation New Yorkers have, a little bit cross, a little, okay, rude. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they're high energy. They're very intense crowds. And, and you'll see, especially early in the tournament, you'll get the crowds at night, and they're at a, at a court, you know, watching a match, and they're really getting into it, the, these uh, fans up there in New York. So, uh, yeah, I would say the reaction's pretty similar. I, it seems to be the same way with, when the Australian opens on, the way it is in Melbourne. Um, mm. You know, with the, the, the late nights, the, the, the energy of the crowd, and, you know, you get a good five-set match in a, on, on the – one of the main showpiece courts and the crowd's just going to get into it, especially if there's an upset potential. And we see a lot of those. Uh, the U S open, you do get some results, make you go, really? He lost to that guy. Mm. How's that possible? Yes. It seems to happen every year. It does. It does. It continues on uh, over the next few days. We'll keep you updated here on SCN, and we'll have a wrap for you with Chris uh, next week when we speak. Hey, just a story that's been floating around here, and I know you hadn't actually heard of it yeah. until I messaged you about, about, what, 40 minutes ago. It looks like cricket is re- reportedly, and it's not 100% confirmed, but reportedly set to become an Olympic sport uh, in time for the 2028 Games, which are over there in America in LA. Now, obviously, the Games in America are going to be huge when we get there. We've got another Olympics before that next year in Paris. But what do, if, if it does happen, what do you make of a, that story, especially from uh, someone who you know what cricket is and you, you watch it, but you're slightly different to probably most Americans. You're on the radio in Australia, so you keep up to date with everything that is happening here. What do you think is going to be made of that if cricket does join the Olympics in 2028 from those nations that may not be as invested in cricket as we are here? Well, it's, it'll be interesting to see it in the Olympics because, of course, we had Major League Cricket here this summer for the first season and thought it was a rousing success. Mm. Great crowds in Texas and North Carolina. Uh, great action. The games were fun to watch. Mm. Uh, and, and it looks like uh, the, the proof of concept worked. And it's now a matter of continuing to build the game in America. Uh, you know, we've got we've got youth national teams. We've got cricket clubs over here. Uh, I, I'm curious to see uh, what type of you know what type of tournament they have. How many countries get in? Uh, because if it's just the main cricket playing countries, mm. doesn't really do much for for growing the sport outside. Now, I, I would assume since it's in LA, the US would have a team in it. But It'd be the T20 format. Yes, it will be uh, T20 format. Yeah. Of the game. So, um, you know, it, it definitely would have a, a great potential to grow in 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 the United States, being shown in the Olympics, being played in the Olympics, and getting more exposure to the casual sports fan. I mean, the Olympics are one of those events. It, it is like the U.S. Open on a much grander scale. Mm. So you'll have more people watching watching sports they've never heard of before. And, and l- let me assure you, every Olympic year over here, you have experts in team handball who have mm-hmm. never who have not seen team handball since the last Olympics. Yes, and, and it's like that with a lot of sports that you don't have a lot of exposure to. When it's in the Olympics, you watch it. 
Exactly. So I, I think it would be an exciting moment for cricket. Yeah, will be very interesting to see how that all unfolds. We know it was held in the Commonwealth Games, uh, what was it, last year, but the Olympics are a different thing. Uh, we know this was spoken a little bit about yesterday when I wasn't here, but if you've got any thoughts on cricket in the Olympics, uh, Paul Dennett from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast will be back with me uh, hopefully next week. So we'll get his thoughts on that as well. Uh, Medvedev has taken the second set, so he is now leading two sets to love on his way. It looks to a semi-final at the US Open. Uh, Chris, are you kind of stick around? We'll talk some college football and some NFL, uh, which gets underway this weekend on the other side of the break. And get your NRL tips if you're yeah. cool to hang around. I am good to hang around. It's not like I'm doing anything else right now. No. And when are you back at work? Hopefully tomorrow, as soon as the tires on my truck, uh, my new truck get replaced, I am good to roll now, at that point. Now, are you looking forward to getting back to work or are you one of these people that dread going back to work after a holiday? I, I have had a month off. It is time for me to go back to work. I've yes. done a lot of good. I've done a lot of fun stuff. Mm. Soccer game Saturday night. Mm. I've done a lot of traveling. It's time to go back to work and make some money. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm a bit like that. Once you have a bit of time off, you're ready to get back. Chris, stay there. Uh, we will get to you on the other side of the break. Any questions for Chris, text them in. Also talking this morning about your favourite finals moments and who may break open this year's NRL final series on favourite finals moments. Kane has texted in saying, Morning, my favourite finals moment is Josh Papali's Triverse South 2019 preliminary final. That's Kane from the Central Coast. And we know uh, the Raiders ending up making the grand final in 2019 and almost winning it. They had, uh, I thought they had the better team for most of that, but uh, unable to beat the Roosters in that year's grand final. Your favourite finals moment. Uh, we'll leave the grand final alone. We'll do that as a separate topic in grand final week. But your favourite finals moments and who is going to break open this year's final series. Any questions for Chris as well? one 1170 our open line number, or you can text 0457 736 736. More texts and more with Chris Perkins on the other side of this. It's 26 to 6. 22 to 6. So Medvedev, two sets uh, to love up over Rublev, 6 4, 6 3. And they've just begun at the third set. So Medvedev in control of that quarter final on his way potentially to a semi final, just needing one more set. We'll keep you across that. Chris Perkins on the line. We'll get back to him in just two seconds. Just before that, a few texts. The first one on great finals moments. Uh, this from Robin Blacktown. He says, Morning, Dan. Not sure of the year. Uh, but the finals match between the Roosters and the Tigers where Sean Kenny Dow scored the try and golden point extra time and the Braithen has to field goal to get it to golden point in the first place. That game was epic with some big hits. I'll never forget that game. Yeah, 2010, Rob Chookman has also texted in with that nomination and another one she'll get to uh, shortly. Yeah, that was, uh, that's probably mine. I was in the UK watching that um, at that point in time. Uh, and um, I am a Roosters fan. I was watching it at uh, where I was living. I'll bring Chris back into it. And it's very hard, uh, Chris, when your team is playing and you're not at the game, when you're on the other side of the world, I think it's almost worse than actually being at the game. Yeah, well, especially when you're talking about it, uh, a finals, a playoff game, a championship game. Uh, yeah, if you're, your team's in it and you're not there, you are a miserable basket case. I've been in that situation before. 
Yes. Anytime. No doubt. Now, now Bondi Jack on the text, uh, just before we get back to your topic, says, Dan, do you seriously believe Canberra are a better team than Eastern Suburbs for most of the 2019 grand final? Give yourself an uppercut. And never in doubt, they never looked like scoring. Uh, look, it was very even for a lot of the game. Okay, maybe they weren't better, but it was a very close game. It looked like when you go back, um, and we are going back a few years to history now, when you go back and watch it, they were tiring the Roosters back-to-back premiers, but they did enough. Not saying they were the better team, Canberra, but it was close. Uh, but, look, I think it was even. And the Roosters, obviously, Bondi Jack, just a little bit better in the end. Thank you, Bondi Jack. Good luck to the Roosters on Saturday night. Uh, might see you out there at Shark Park. Uh, this from the Oval Treatment on cricket in the Olympics. Hi, Dan. Uh, can I understand the push to have cricket the Olympics, given that to date there has not been much buy in uh, India, having only won 35 medals in history of the Olympic Games? Cricket would bring a massive additional audience for the Olympics. Chris, that's a very good point, I reckon, from the Oval Treeman. It, it would that would be a, a a good point there to bring in bring in a seriously big audience because certainly India would be one of the favorites in any cricket tournament anywhere in the world, uh, and for the Olympics to to get that audience to grow that audience, uh, yeah, that would be a nice thing for certainly. And just before we get to the NFL beginning tomorrow, uh, this one from uh, Texter saying, question for Chris, did he get a new truck with a bigger cab just to fit in more screens for his sports addiction? Chris. No, actually, it's the same size truck. It's the same uh, make and model of truck, just a couple of, near, couple of years newer. Uh, I do have an additional screen in here, though. I now have a laptop. Mm. A, a laptop computer in addition to my phone and my uh, iPad and uh, my television. So, uh, yeah, there, there's still plenty of room in here, though. So, technically, you could be watching four sports at once and listening, of course, to SEN on the app. I theoretically could, yes. Mm. Uh, don't know if I'd ever want to to do all that, but theoretically, yes, I could. Yes. All right. Well, very, very, very good. Uh, you live a great life, Chris, and you must be excited as well because the NFL season, and we are going to get your tip on who's going to win the whole thing in a second, but uh, let's get to it. It gets underway this weekend. You'll be very excited. How does the first weekend look and shape up, Chris? Well, it gets away. It gets underway in about 28 and a half hours. Not that you're counting. Uh, tomorrow night. Not that I'm counting or anything. I've only been counting since February. This <laughs> is a long off-season. Super Bowl. Is yes. It? it is. It's a brutally long off-season. But we're into the season. It kicks off tomorrow in Kansas City. Uh, defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs go up against uh, the Detroit Lions. Uh, the Lions, one of the, shall we say, sexier uh, long-shot picks to make a nice run this year. Uh, they finished last year nine and eight. They had a horrid start to mm. the season. Started one and six, but they won eight of their last ten, including that week eighteen game when they knocked the Green Bay Packers out of the playoffs, uh, which every Lions fan will will have been talking about that incessantly since that game happened back in January. Uh, but yeah, the Chiefs uh, they'll raise their uh, raise another Super Bowl banner, their Lombardi trophy. They will have it there. The players have gotten their rings, I do believe, their Super Bowl rings, which I haven't seen them, but I have no mm. doubt they are blinged out to the max. I'm sure they the are. Championship ring seems to be. Mm. Uh, uh, 
but a couple of issues, though, for the Chiefs going into tomorrow night. Uh, one potential issue, which we'll find out more information today, Travis Kelsey, their star tight end, uh, hyperextended his knee in practice yesterday. Uh, the, the reports are his ACL is intact, which when you hear knee is always the first thing you're worried about. Uh, but uh, had some inflammation. They're checking it today. We'll get an idea of what his availability is going to be for tomorrow night when the uh, injury report gets released later this afternoon. So that should be coming out pretty soon uh, to just give us an idea where Kelsey will stand for tomorrow. If he misses, oh, my goodness, that is a massive amount of offense uh, that the Chiefs are going to be missing because, of course, uh, one of their other big stars from back in the day, Tyreek Hill, He's not there anymore. He's down in Miami playing. Uh, they don't have a lot of proven pass catchers. Mm. Uh, in fact, uh, Travis Kelsey has a, uh, over 800 career catches. The next guy on the list mm. is Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who has a grand total of 160 career catches. That's mm. second on the roster in terms right. of receptions for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. Uh, now, of course, the great equalizer is always Patrick Mahomes mm. because Patrick Mahomes always just seems to do magical things with with whoever's out there. So mm. <laughs> I don't know how much Kelsey's going to miss. It's going to be an impact. The other big one is defensive tackle Chris Jones. Now, he's under contract. He's entering the final year of his contract but he hasn't shown up to training camp yet. Man wants a pay raise, and he is held out of training camp, uh, the entire training camp, wanting a, a new contract uh, that he and the Chiefs have not come together on. He spoke at a, a charity event uh, earlier today, actually in Kansas City, said he doesn't want to be a distraction, but he does want to get paid. He wants a pay raise. So, right. And with the stats he's put up, uh, I think you can make the case he certainly would be deserving of a pay raise. Last year, 15 and a half sacks, uh, a couple of forced fumbles, and the man is an absolute beast in the middle of the defensive line. So him missing tomorrow night, that could be an even bigger impact than Travis Kelsey missing if, if they, the Chiefs aren't able to get pressure on Jared Goff and, mm. and the uh, Lions offense could be ripe for an upset. In fact, the line moved mm. when Kelsey – when the Kelsey injury happened, the line actually dropped a point and a half from six and a half to five for Kansas City tomorrow night. So we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens when the the news comes out later today about Kelsey. We'll keep it on that one. Uh, just starting to run a bit short on time, but I know Chookman texting yes yeah. uh, Monday, Tuesday, whenever it was. Uh, all the days roll into one, wanting to get your predictions. So who wins the whole thing in what six months, five months time? When we're talking in February, who is going to be winning the Super Bowl? Who's your prediction, Chris? Oh man. Uh, you look at the two teams that played for the, played in the Super Bowl last year, Kansas City, Philadelphia. Mm. Kansas City's got the harder path mm. because the AFC is absolutely stacked. Mm. There are legitimately 12, 13 teams that can make a playoff case this year uh, in the AFC, and only seven will get to go. There's going to be some good talent playing golf in January instead of football. Mm. Uh, I would look – I would look more toward the NFC side potentially for a Super Bowl champion, and, and my eyes would be cast immediately to Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, I don't know how confident I am in this pick, 
But, man, the Philadelphia really? Eagles looked good last year. They looked good coming into this year. So, right. I'll tell you what. I'm going to go NFC. I'm going to stay the Eagles. All right. I'm writing that down, uh, and I'm going to remind you of this in – October, November, yeah, five months. Uh, in five months, we will go through yep. it and we will see if you're right. This is why you paid the big bucks from someone. Uh, so Philadelphia Eagles, someone. there you go. Okay, uh, so if anyone is, well, everyone is listing, but if everyone uh, wants to just note that down and we'll go back to that uh, in February, we'll, of course, be right across the NFL season with Chris on this show now. Uh, before we let you go, Jason has texted in saying, Dan, how do you think the Melbourne Storm go tomorrow night at Suncorp Stadium against the Brisbane Broncos? Look, Jason, you're going to have to wait until tomorrow for my thoughts on how uh, the first week of the NRL finals go. But never fear, our expert Chris Perkins is here to give us his tips on just the four NRL games coming up across the course of the weekend. A big chance here, Chris, for you to go four from four, but we know finals footy, it's a different thing. It starts tomorrow night, as I mentioned, Suncorp Stadium. Chris, the Brisbane Broncos on the Melbourne Storm in a qualifying final. I am taking Melbourne. Going to go to the Storm. Well, they do. Uh, they have won 14 in a row against Brisbane. So, interesting to see. Uh, now, 4 o'clock or 5 past 4 on Saturday afternoon, the Penrith Panthers up against the New Zealand Warriors in the second qualifying final. I'm going Penrith in that one. Penrith, yep. Okay, that's probably what most people will be doing. Uh, then, the first elimination final, 7.50 Saturday night at Shark Park. The Cronulla Sharks up against the Sydney Roosters. I'm taking Sydney. I will take the Roosters in this one. Nice. They're riding high right now. All right. Squeezing into the finals. Very nice. Roosters. And the second elimination final, five past four on Sunday afternoon at Newcastle. The Newcastle Knights hosting the Canberra Raiders. I will take Newcastle. Newcastle. Okay. All right. Very interesting. Uh, so your tips for week one. Yeah, we of the got... Yep. No, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, your tips for week one of the NRL final storm, Penrith, Roosters, and Knights? Yep. Uh, those are the, yeah, I'll take I, I feel confident with those. All right. All okay. four of those. We've got some breaking NFL news real quick. You've got 30 seconds. In, in, in 10 seconds. Yep. Okay, I can do this. Uh, San Francisco 49ers uh, defensive lineman Nick Bosa. Uh, this is reported by Adam Schefter of ESPN. Becomes the highest paid defensive player in NFL history. Signs a five-year, $170 million deal. Very nice. $122.5 million of that guaranteed. Very, very good. Chris, you're always on the ball. We'll chat next week. Enjoy the start of the NFL season. Sounds good. Have a good day. Chris Perkins on the line from America. We'll wrap the show up with your text next. One text says, so three from four for Chris this week. Interesting to see which is the one you don't think he'll get right. Text me back. This text from Kirribilli Panther. Favourite finals moment, Brandy. Single-handedly destroying Canberra in the 1990 major semi-final, equivalent to today's preliminary final. The greatest performance I've seen from one player in a modern era for a finals match. I'm sure Brandy sitting in the office would love to hear that text uh, message. Chookman says uh, the one we already mentioned uh, with the Roosters in 2010 and Halligan's conversion from the sideline in the 90s. Uh, he says, ease up on the aerial ping pong, Charlie. Uh, yes. Um, a big G also says, morning, Dan. Charles did a good job yesterday. Finals moment, Scott Sattler's tackle in 2003. Player of the year for this year's final series is going to be Stephen Crichton. Cheers, the big G. Thank you for your company today. Don't forget the AFL getting underway tonight. Their final series, Collingwood up against the Demons. NRLW tonight as well. Sharks up against the Dragons. Patton Hills coming up from breakfast and our list for our listeners in Queensland and Vossie and Brandy in Sydney. I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow morning from 5 a.m.